Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we're all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. Last time, right, my dad would tell me this, that if a teacher cane you, when you come home, I'll cane harder. Right? He's <laughs> yeah. a teacher, you listen. Yeah. yeah. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Wise and Shine. Every Monday, we hope to join you on your morning journey to kind of derive some wisdom from some of the latest happenings out there today. My name is Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and I am joined with Dawn, who is here to provide the in to the two young. <laughs> That's true. And my name is Eric, who's going to bring some sensibility to this conversation. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You mean we are not sensible? <laughs> hey, today's topic, you, it will make sense. Well, that, that, was, that was a statement. <laughs> yes, today, today the topic is an important topic yep. that recently went viral because uh, I don't know why all the mainstream media is covering something along this line. Somehow I think or another. Cover, really? Is that, <laughs> I thought there are many other things. Things, but yes, today's topic is, is your teacher always right? What caught me was, of course, the recent saga, right? Mm. I think everybody know about the recent saga where there was a secondary school student that went viral and, you know, started shouting at the teacher <laughs> and, yes. and the teacher was in my view, was also shouting back at the kid as much mm-hmm. as there are no vulgarities, the emotions were running high. Yep. Hello, touch me! Hey, watch your mouth, You touch me! Hey, I will end your life right now, Don't touch me! Shut your mouth! Yep. Right, so both sides were just kind of like, you know, um, if you call it verbal, abusing each other. Mm. And with, with that, it, it went viral. And I'm quite sure the student on the side that recorded it, right, it must have escalated, right? Quite ting That's why I decided to take out my camera and record it, right? But that went viral. And then after that, you have all these like uh, mainstream media that started covering it. And then you have the school that came out and said that, oh, we have punished the student, right? And to me, that was like a big red flag, you know, because like, what does it mean that we have punished the student? That means it is all the student's fault. And then after that, eventually mainstream media come in and cover like, oh, you know, teacher like very hard like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that whole yeah. line narrative. of narrative, right? So the whole line of narrative suggests to me that they believe that the teacher is always right. Mm-hmm. And I have very bad experience with some teachers. So today we are going <laughs> to spend hope some teachers time. teachers aren't listening. Sorry, I mean, it's, <laughs> even if they're listening, I tell you, you should repent. Like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I say I'm going to bring some sensibility to this. Emotional topic. We can clearly see yeah, where yeah, yeah, you guys yeah, are standing. Emotional <laughs> topic. But yeah, yeah, I think we can uh, broadly define teacher, right? So yes. your mentor or even your manager, like following yeah. last week's discussion, you know, so people that are like guiding you and mm-hmm. helping you along and teaching you stuff, mm-hmm. I think we can all kind of classify them 
as teachers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so any thoughts? Anybody want to start? Maybe you want to... Mr. Sensible. <laughs> Mr. Sensible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to think... I mean, when I was young, I really idolized my teachers. Um, my teachers are everything. And, and so I really do agree. I do believe that they were right or they are right. To the extent that I end up becoming a teacher myself. Right? I mean, not in the mainstream MOE, but you know, being in an education company, we have been teaching our whole life. Mm-hmm. So um, my natural answer instinctively is uh, if you are a kid you know, and your parents tell you that you must listen to your teachers and you, you, you listen to your parents, then obviously you're always going to think your teachers are right. So that was my frame when I entered school. Now, obviously now being an adult, I realized that my teachers are really just mere mortals. <laughs> And, and that's when I disagree now that teachers are always right. It depends on their domain of knowledge, I feel. Mm. But that's the thing. It's, it's a slippery slope. I'll give you an example, okay? I used to be in a coaching organization where everybody idolizes the master coach. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he sensei was vibes sense, oh my god, yeah, sensei yeah. vibe, and he has attendants taking care of him when he's running classes. So he really has the Huang Shang. Yeah. Like that you come down, I got someone like hold your jacket. It's like, can you help me? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but uh, I mean, back then, you know, there's a reason why because you mm. need to let the coach focus on his coaching and take mm. care of everything else. So we all idolizes him because he helped us solve a lot of our life problems, right? I mean, mm. if, if you're my coach, I will tell you all my secrets, and he, he solved that. But I noticed something which is a slippery slope. The minute I started idolizing you because I'm grateful to you I start to generalize that everything you say becomes the word Mm. the word yeah and that even your lifestyle becomes Mm. something I think is right that I want to emulate and that's where Uh cults are formed so so then why is that an issue because because I mean I'm gonna push you there because many people join some sort of pseudo cults, mm. you know, or, or many people do idolize their teacher. It is an issue when the person started taking advantage of their influence and power to do things that is unethically right. Mm. Mm. That's a very good caveat. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's why I feel that um, as students, we, we give power away and that's fine because it's an exchange, right? I give you power so they give me wisdom. But if I over give it, and, and, and then I start to subjugate myself to you, then that's when the teacher has absolute power over me. Then you better hope that the teacher is ethical because mm-hmm. otherwise the teacher is going to really influence you in a very, very bad way. Mm-hmm. So I think that human beings need to be discerning. But I mean, as kids, how can we be discerning? It's subjective, right? Because like as kids, um, is your teacher always right only applies if the student knows when to distinguish when it's right and when it's wrong. Yeah, but how can a student like probably one... Exactly, correct. So for really young kids, like mm. my kid confirmed don't know that and touch the electricity socket is wrong. So mm. he must listen to me, mm. the mother, the teacher, that it is wrong and trust mm. that it is right. But when he grows up later on and becomes more sensible, not Mr. Sensible. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you the sensible will appear today a lot of times. <laughs> then, like, he is able to distinguish that some things I say may not always be right. Yes, like, for example, when yes. my kid grows up and let's say he's in his 20s, right? Mm. Then I tell him, oh, like, okay, I use myself, don't say him. Later, next time uh, my kid download this podcast, use it against me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, like, when I was young, <clears throat> I believe my parents when they say don't go and be an author. It's 
paced very poorly. Look at the world. Who's the famous and rich author? Only got one J.K. Rowling. Can you be a J.K. Rowling? Don't have. Singapore have man. Only Russell Lee. Can you be him? Cannot. So that was the like, you know, narrative that my parents gave me when I was growing up and killed my childhood dream. She <laughs> not really. I just decided to become a blogger in the end. So like, yeah. I g- believe that they were right in saying being a writer doesn't really earn you enough mm-hmm. to pay the bills and everything else. But we live on the cups of change. Today, we're in an era where bloggers get paid thousands of dollars and earn a lot more than if you're a writer for an organization or if you're doing any other job. Mm. There are bloggers out there, there are writers out there who earn way more than even successful salespeople. Do you just, do you just like slip out that thing? Like, oh no, actually I earn quite a bit. I can't <laughs> earn I'm the, I'm like the number one financial no, nah, blogger. I can, I can earn more, I don't mind. <laughs> But yeah, no thing. So like, when I when I grew up and I real, I had to. I there was this like you know um transformative period in my life uh, where I was struggling because I was like, on one hand my parents say that writing doesn't make money, so I shouldn't go into writing, right? But on the other hand, we're starting to see that was a period where food bloggers were coming out. Wow, five thousand dollars for one food article. Yeah, wow, yeah, not bad yeah. leh, and it's more than my fresh grad pay, yeah. Mm, so mm, I was like, hey, don't make sense, like this advice, mm, and I started questioning it. Okay, it doesn't mean that my parents were wrong. Like initially, of course, I'm like, Daddy, you're wrong. Mm. You look at Xia Xue, she earns so much money. Why you say writing don't make money? But that's survivor bias. <laughs> Xia Xue is the only Xia Xue, right? Later yeah, on, there were more. Oh, okay, yeah. They, yeah. they were not Xia Xue, but they also earned. You mean like Chiu Chiu? There were and a lot that, more. I shall so not okay. name drop. Yeah, yeah but it, it started changing. Mm, and mm. today, content creators is like a legit profession, which didn't exist in my parents' Which time. I will tell people don't. Uh. <laughs> I feel hey, that. Kids, now they say, I want I to be know, a YouTuber, that's you know. Yeah. Like, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't. You don't, see, don't. the thing is because Reggie asked, mm. right? Our teachers always write, right? Yeah. Because it's a very easy question so, to ask. Because so, always, right? Yes. Yeah, then GPC always is... Absolute, so cannot. Exactly, that was where I wanted to bring it, right? Because mm. on the absolute terms, it's very easy to say no. Right. You know, but but maybe before we go deeper, can I just get a little bit of colour, like, in your head, right? What is right or wrong? Oh. Like, is there right or wrong to nope. begin with? Oh, wow, that's, nope. a good, that's a great question, mm. actually. Because that's the caveat, right? Yeah. Because that it's yeah. the premise of the thing, yeah. But right and wrong is always a grey area, isn't it? Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm using all the GP skills mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, always a very grey area because what is right to someone can be wrong to another person. Mm-hmm. And I think like like using my parents as an example, right? They were only teaching me what was right in their era where they were, you know, go and work for the government or the, uh, like a big profitable company, have a stable rice bowl and don't have to worry for the rest of your life. Or go to school, get a degree, get hired and work for someone. But today is changing. Mm. We're starting to see more, go and pursue your passion, your business, be an entrepreneur. You earn more being an entrepreneur than being an employee. And that narrative is really starting to shift mm. while you're laughing. Because I think I'm very, <laughs> I'm very fashion fast forward. When, when people are, when people are propagating, you know, like, oh, I work a job, I really tell people, oh, you should do business. And then when people are saying, oh, you should do business, I don't know, I don't know, just go back and work a job. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you know, like, I'm like, like two steps ahead of, of uh, pop culture. On that front, right? Because I think I just at the crux of it, right? So uh, you know, it's, it's it's always always the case. I I really want to put it out there. I know it's a tangent to the topic. If you hate your job, change your job. If you <laughs> if you start a business, you will hate yourself. <laughs> So, okay, because it's a whole different learning yeah. curve. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's why yeah. I think the, 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 the domain is important. Like, for example, Newton is right. Mm. The three laws of Newton is right. But there is conditions for it to be right. Einstein mm. is also right. Mm. But he's right has a bigger domain. No, but science, the basis of science is very easy to... That, which leads yeah. me then to, if our teachers are right, in the domain of, like, let's say, knowledge or academia, 
it's a lot easier to say right or wrong, right? It's black or white, all right? Because they're grading you, right? But <laughs> when it comes to wisdom, life advice, mm. and how, how can I say it's right? Because mm. my father can only give me the best advice from his his 1960s. Mm. But yep. like you said, well, you were right, that the world has changed. So what I share with you back then may not work right now. Mm-hmm. Which is why I feel that um, I think all of us, we can listen we can respect. I feel that we should respect. Uh, okay, at least I come from a point of view that we should respect all our teachers. Yeah. Mm. Because of the, I mean, teacher is a very sacred job, you know, to me, I feel. I mean, it all comes from Confucianism, right? That we should respect our elders, respect our teachers. What? Asian context. So yeah. it's because of that. Confucian, so, yes. Exactly. So I feel we should give due diligence, due respect to our teacher, but it doesn't mean that our, we have to listen to everything our teacher said. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't mean that if the teacher says something and I disagree, I, respect means I can say uh, I can say it nicely, I, I, dis, I, I disagree, or I can just keep quiet because I don't want to embarrass my teacher in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I felt that that student was being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the teacher who shouted back, he did not, uh, um, I mean, the optics is not good for him because mm-hmm. uh, anyone who shows anger is already a weakness. Yeah. In today's Should world. Should just walk away. Yeah. In today's world. Yeah, then he has a stature of a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But I think yeah. like whereby where you said it right, if the mm. teacher is in that domain of expertise, we can safely assume ninety percent of the time they're right. Because mm. we don't have that domain of expertise. We're learning from them. Mm. And being respectful to them will make them want to teach us more as well, right? Like come on, I mean it as teachers. Would you teach more to the student who's more respectful for you? Uh, of course, ah, uh, right. yeah. so, so think as a student, right, you want to yeah. get more value and milk your teacher for more value, respect yeah. them. And mm. then 90% of the time, they're usually right. Mm. But we need to leave room for that 10%. Uh. And that's why critical thinking, I think, is a very good survival skill. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I, think, I think I come from the view that there is nothing inherently right or wrong. Mm-hmm. When someone say that you're right, what they're really saying is, I agree with you. There's a line yeah, with so my worldviews. Yeah, our worldviews are aligned, yes. Or they just don't want to argue with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, the yeah, canoe with me, man? That kind, yes, yeah. yes. yes. But, I, but you, you must be quite someone if you keep getting that. <laughs> you must, let's be clear, right? Yeah. You must be quite someone if everybody just be like, ah, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, you know, like all the time. So yeah. then then that then that's you, right? My three data point enough to substantiate that. You know, but... but I think that's where I'm coming from, from the view that nothing's inherently right or wrong. When you say that, you, when someone say that you're right, what they're really saying is we are aligned. That means we share the mm. same beliefs. I love what you said. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, Good we point. share the same beliefs. Mm. We are aligned. Okay, and by extension, then when we bring it into the teacher's context, half the time you should be thinking that your teacher is wrong. Because if you always think that the teacher is right, then why are you learning from them? They are not. The whole process of learning is challenging your worldview. We are very confused now. But if you go into class thinking your teacher is wrong, then you won't listen and absorb what they tell no, you. No, no, okay. Not, not that, not that you think that the teacher is wrong, but you, you should endlessly feel that like, what are you saying? Mm, you know, okay. because because the basis mm. of learning from somebody yeah. is that they are going to be smashing your worldview. They're yeah. going to be yeah. challenging your ideas. They're going to be, you know, attacking you, which is why a lot of people say, you know, you depends put on the education system. No, okay, okay. <laughs> if the education system is the knowledge transfer, right? Mm. Then please don't question me, right? But if the yeah. education system is like the liberal arts where we train people on critical thinking, learning how to question things, yeah. then I think, I think that's great. Ah, yeah, that's a very good distinguishing yeah. Yeah. point. But unfortunately, it's just a module. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's one 
module, <laughs> not the entire yeah. basis of yeah, our education. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but any thoughts on that? Like, what, what do you think? Like, whatever I just mm. said in a sense no, of... No, 100%. Uh, and, 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 but as adults, right? Mm. As adults, I think it's very important to question because, you see, if I'm willing to question you and challenge you, I was able to challenge you and yet you're able to substantiate, then your point of view is stronger. Mm. It's like, I want to I wanna challenge you guys and say, my egg is very tough. Mm. I cannot keep saying my egg is tough, but the only way I can show you my egg is tough is you take another rock and smash it. And if the rock smash the egg, the rock is stronger and that becomes the, the truth. Mm. <laughs> but if you're not willing to let what your knowledge what your knowledge to be tested, then I think your knowledge is not And good. being able to substantiate is important. So huh? I oh, sorry, being able to substantiate is important. Mm. I used to teach general people. Mm. Liberal arts, right? Mm. Question. Mm. And I'm always of the view. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> so, I'm always of the view that I don't hold all the answers. And I tell that to my students from lesson one, mm. that there may be points where I'm wrong and you're right. But you must understand also that 80% of the time, I'm right. Because huh? mm. I've been through this, I'm teaching you how to succeed and all. But what really frustrates me is when my students argue or say that I'm wrong, but yet cannot prove it. Um, then it gets very uh, frustrating when they're like, no, lady, teacher, this is wrong. No, actually, I read this. This is, this is actually the correct one. You're wrong. They're yeah. like, okay. And I'm always open. Let's look at the facts. Okay, let's mm. substantiate that. And then she cannot prove. Mm. So I go and do the Google research and I disprove it in an instant. Mm. And I think that's where you're like, you need to strike a very fine balance. Like when you know your teacher is wrong, you must also know that you are really right. Lah, and not mm. that you believe you are right. Mm. That's mm. a difference. Mm. But there are some things that are factual, which is very right. easy to prove. Yeah. And there are yeah. some things that are more opinionated, right? Mm-hmm. They're right. more, more flexible to just like from ethics, from, from worldview and all those things. Then, then right or wrong becomes very fluid. Right? Correct. But, but so I, that's where like you so, might have space for differing views. Yes, yes, yes. Well, he actually gave us the good vocabulary, right? That the next time around when you hear a teacher, you need to ask yourself, is that a fact or an opinion? Mm. Yeah. And a fact is something that you said rightfully can be proven and and not just by one data point but three data points. Mm. So as long as we can discern, oh, that's a fact, then you don't challenge. If it's an opinion, that's when you don't have to swallow the the whole bones together, right? Mm -hmm. And then that's when you the second point you mentioned, which is it also comes from, do I want to agree with you because I, I don't want to be challenged, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And But it's dangerous too because we end up in an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but that, knowing when to distinguish whether something is a fact, fact or, or opinion, opinion wow, that's a is a very skill. important skill. Mm. So yeah. how, how do I do that? Other than asking Google. <laughs> Go attend Google a critical, always critical right. thinking uh, class, yeah. right? You used to teach that, yeah, right? Yeah, critical thinking and I think life experiences, talking to more people, hearing different perspectives really help. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to be a GP teacher so I really feel that the best subject in the education system today is general, general paper because it trains you to think that way but people hate that because they cannot score A <laughs> it's but true I, it's I, so I, I, I don't know why I always score an A okay, uh, anyway. yeah, so, uh, short, short oh. story on general paper right? when, <laughs> when I was in school uh, you know, I always write on arts and theatre right and um 
when I went to year two and my teacher was like, the new teacher came in, new GP teacher came in and said like, okay, all of you are question three, four, ten, cannot, cannot do. I was like, why? I love question three because it's about arts and theatre. Mm. She was like, because most people don't know how to do this. <gasps> and she was like, how about you tell me how you're going to do it? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to write this. She said, okay, only you can do. Ah. <laughs> not bad. Not so bad. Yeah. not bad. Yeah. She, yeah. she allowed that space. Yeah, right? yeah. So I think that's There are also cool. some GP teachers who mark wrong because their opinions differ from you. Yes. Ah, that one cannot. Mm, right? Mm, you mm, you mm, must have mm. those whereby, I think in life, not just in GP, there must be room for differing opinions. Mm. And we always learn more from someone who has a contrasting view from us than someone who is just an echo chamber. Mm, 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 yeah, but how to distinguish facts from opinion, right? I think this is really something that you just have to go through life and mature, get mature, think more, analyze more, and you eventually get there. I'll use an example. When I was in my early 20s and in my first job, okay, thinking that I didn't know better. I mean, I'm first time in the workplace. Okay, I'm learning what corporate is. Mm. And my boss, my manager then told me, you must wear branded. Then you will impress the client. They will think better of you. In and you'll be more... <laughs> no, no, no. I was in uh, account management. Okay. Like a, a bit of sales. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, they'll think better of you. They'll think that you're successful and hence they will be more likely to cut and do the deal with you. Mm. But then mm. as a fresh guy, I was like, easy for you to say lah. You earn 10k a month. Yeah. I earn 2k how to buy branded. Might what be right, right but not practical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, man, uh, coach branded. <laughs> oh, long shan branded. Back then, Bata to me is branded. Depends how much money you make, you know. I'm yeah. sorry, Bata. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh <laughs> Their marketing name is going to do yeah, something yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so like, I didn't realise back then, right? I was like, this is this sounds correct I can see her logic but yet financially it doesn't make sense yeah. to me so I decided to just you know play by my own rules I didn't listen to her mm. and she felt a bit offended mm. that I was not taking her advice yeah. properly and she would always be like why you come in these shoes why are you not wearing high heels why mm. your back is no brand mm. and I'd just be like huh, yeah <laughs> and then I focus on competency Mm. Yeah, but it was only much later on that I realized actually everything that she taught me was not wrong either. It was just that it was her opinion. Because mm. she has worked for her. Correct, correct. Yeah. It, she became successful using that formula. Yeah. But I built my own path to success using a different formula based on competency rather than on branded. Which things. is why I, I feel that uh, okay, don't talk about facts, lah, okay? Facts is facts. So as long as you can prove it, you can prove it, right? But when it comes to opinion, not that we need to challenge for the sake of challenging, but we need to we can try it on for a size. Uh, but understand that it's very important to first check the source of the person giving the advice. Is mm -hmm. he come? Does he share the same values with you? Does he come from similar background with you? And therefore, it works for him, right? Yeah. Maybe for uh, uh, someone who does cannot afford, then obviously that advice would not apply to you. Mm -hmm. Then now you see. Now you're gonna tell all the younger people. It's not about branded clothes. It's about competence. She got but, her. She got her own yeah, statement to exactly. Own people. But it will only work for people <laughs> who, are who are competent. <laughs> but those people who are not competent, but they, the, but they carry branded clothes, might work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I feel that don't need to question the. I mean, sorry, not don't need question the advice. Don't have to discredit the advice. But I think whoever that's listening need to have the responsibility to discern for themselves. Yeah. Uh, stay open. Test it for a size. Uh, and it's very nice that if you have people challenging your worldview because it can either strengthen your worldview, your worldview or you have a new worldview that will serve you. Most important, try it on and then see it works for you. If you work, keep it. If it doesn't, leave it. And the discrediting is very important. So in this saga, the student was discrediting the teacher 
by making a big hoo-ha out of this. Mm. The one who filmed it was also discrediting the teacher and the school's reputation by, you know, not showing that respect, letting it go viral, posting it online, showing the ugly side, having dirty laundry in public. Mm. But, and then that just creates a whole, you know, it's just one thing just leads to another. La. But what mm. if we go back to the actual incident and things worked out differently? What if the student never said that line? which was very disrespectful. It was really discrediting his teacher. What if the teacher had just walked away? Mm. Right? Then we wouldn't have had the saga. Then mm. no more popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Actually, no, but, yeah. that's, mm. but that's exactly why I wanted to bring up the this topic, right? Because there's mm. just so many ways that this thing could have evolved. Mm-hmm. And there's so many ways that we could chime in on the discussion and there are so many things to cover but the mainstream media just covers it as you know as, yeah, yeah as student or bad student bad student why the, yeah. maybe we should go and submit a commentary uh, mm-hmm. about anger management yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, no, and, and why, why can't the narrative be shifting towards or oh, maybe the class size too big uh? teachers really cannot handle so many which is true you know teachers overwork hey ask you something yeah. uh, do, you, do, you, do you I mean we, okay how are you <laughs> I don't know if this is public knowledge <laughs> but I'm 40 this year so I, I, I come from the education background where where we respect our teachers mm-hmm. we give mm-hmm. our you came from the era la. yeah. I'm but the I, last round of people that still get ha- uh, attack on the hand one no. oh, oh, <laughs> last yeah, round yeah, yeah, last yeah, round. yeah, yeah the teachers is like God you know what I mean mm-hmm. they, they hold we revere them right but I do notice that the younger generation uh, have a ne- different narrative now yeah. which is the teacher first need to earn my respect then yeah. I can respect the teacher mm. exactly. but my time was the what earn there's no need to earn he's yeah. a teacher you listen yeah, yeah. yeah right yeah, and yeah. and also one more thing uh, i also feel that sometimes parents disempower teachers what do i mean last time right my dad would tell me this that if a teacher cane you when you come home i'll cane harder <laughs> right but now the parent tell the teacher you cane my son i'll cane you back i'll complain you <laughs> yeah so the son you lose saw that job. and start to see that power imbalance oh so my teacher is not all powerful mm-hmm. yeah and then they can, you know, kids are smart, right? They can use that. So I feel that there's a lot of other, other factors yeah, yeah, that's influencing it, the teacher, the student to behave that, yeah. that way. And that's a whole different discussion about empowering the people mm. that you work with and all that. It's like mm. when you bring your employees into the meeting, right? And then you like just scold them in front of everybody, oh. right? You disempower this person yeah. outright. There's no more influence that this person can do. Exactly. Right. But that, that, that's a different discussion. I, I think I want to bring this discussion down if the teacher I mean we, we come to consensus that the teacher is not always right right mm. yeah. and we have also talked a little bit about like you know fact opinion contextualizing be discerning have some sort of respect for the teacher but you know don't 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 kind of all hail you know like, mm-hmm. like, like a cult leader yeah, yeah like woohoo you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, but how would you then manage this teacher student relationship you know in, in today's context because you definitely have teachers in your life right whether it's your current mentor or or you know whoever they are working your manager they they are your teachers right so how would you then manage this relationship with them so my mantra is i treat everyone who is a teacher to me with respect and that comes from just because you're a teacher mm, you're in that position exactly. to teach me yeah. something so i give you the respect but i can lose that respect for you and the more you try to command that respect in situations where I don't think what you did was very respectful, the more it makes me lose even more respect for you. And that's where I then either walk away entirely or if I can't walk away, then I just keep the relationship or the teacher-student relationship to the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give an example. Um, so when you first get recruited into an organization, for instance, your direct supervisor will have a lot of things to teach you. They're your direct teachers, right? But 
there may be some things that are handled differently. For instance, if you screw up, you make a mistake. How your direct manager manages that mistake with you plays a part. Hmm. Because if he or she only takes the perspective and the like, you know, always takes the sides of the organization and never thinks about you, even when you're right and the organization is wrong, then that's where I'll start to really lose respect. But even on the other hand, the manager is one whereby she can understand that both parties are right. It's just different opinions, different approach. Um, doesn't have to take a side. I mean, I don't expect you to take my side all the time, but at least have that space to acknowledge it. I think that's healthy. But I've seen a lot of situations where the teachers don't take the sides of the one below them, the student, because I'm the teacher. You don't walk into a CEO's room like that, do you? I'm like, today's era... You go into the CEO room and tell him, right? A lot of CEOs have open door policy. But if the teachers, whether it's your direct manager or the CEO himself or whoever it is, has that policy whereby you have to respect me no matter what. Yeah, it's not about earning. You have to give it. And I am always right 100%. Even when I am wrong, I will never admit it. I think that's where it's very disrespectful. Hmm. Mm. So you will leave the organization? If I can. Okay. Yeah, but I think I understand that in some situations, you can't, know, right? So people might be stuck in a situation whereby you know your teacher, your direct mentor, your CEO even, is wrong and you're in the right. But if you need that money to pay yeah, the bills, yeah, yeah, you it. just have to tahan. No? Then you quiet quitting. Oh? Yeah, quiet yeah, quitting, quiet correct, quitting. correct. <laughs> or you do the bare stuff. minimum yeah, just yeah. to survive until a better opportunity and a better culture comes along. Fair point. Yeah, but I think the healthiest ones, I've seen a lot of it in agency models. Hmm. Yeah, whereby like, you know, uh, insurance or property managers, right? They acknowledge that what they teach their downlines may not always be right. And they own it, but they grow together. And I mm. think that's really, really healthy. Interesting. Yeah. So you learn from, as a teacher, you can learn from your students as well. Mm. But when the relationship is very one-sided, no, it's only the student learn from the teacher. It never teacher learning from student. Mm. I think that's where everything gets broken. Interesting, interesting. So how, how how would you manage your relationship with your teachers? With my teachers, right? Mm. I mean, if I pay them, mm. then obviously <laughs> I, I would listen, right? Because I already paid money. Mm. Um, I feel that we, I would separate their expertise from their life because uh, we're not, none of us are perfect human beings. Mm -hmm. um, and anyway, most of the time, if I'm learning from someone, I'm usually learning because of a school of knowledge, right? Like marketing or, or how to do a podcast. But if I'm learning from a mentor about how to run a business, for example, then obviously I'm going to look at is he successful in running business? Is he good at continuing creating success? So his, 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 um, his results would be the basis of my respect for the person. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm working with a coach, for example, again, same thing. Uh, coach, of course, it, it's very easy. It's easier for me to respect a coach if the coach is living a perfect life too, right? But I feel that the way I would judge a coach is good or not good is if he can solve my problems. Mm. Yeah, it's just that if he leaves the values and, and the, the proper life, it, it just adds more uh, uh, credibility to that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's the a reason why people said that you, you can you can learn from anyone because even a spoiled clock is right twice a day. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's my take. I will learn from everyone, but I will be discerning, and I would I will respect the person if the person has the expertise. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think as students, if they think that the teachers are always wrong, 
or not always right, it also clouds what you can learn from them. Exactly. Because yeah. are you in a space mm. whereby, let's say using Eric's example, right? The coach uh, is telling you something and you're like, you, you recognize it's an opinion. Yeah. Okay, not a fact. But you think that you are right and his opinion is wrong. You don't even bother giving a chance. Mm. What if his method might just work? Mm. Yeah, you may think it's wrong, but if you respect your coach and your teacher enough to at least try, you'll be the one who benefit, mm. right? Mm. I get it. I get it. I mean, I I I actually recognize that you know, like I always face a lot of resistance with my my coaches, you know, or my mentors. I was like, really, this one will work. But it's like, okay lah, I already subscribed to you. Then mm. might as well. Yeah. Might Let as me well just try, give it a right? shot first, yeah. right? But I but I will not go all in, right? I will kind of manage it in the sense of like, okay. You know, I understand why I'm facing this resistance because the very fact that we are here, you are supposed to challenge, you know, what mm-hmm. I know, right? If, mm. if I, whatever I know already works, then why am I here? Yeah, I right? <laughs> you you know? see, that's why, because mm. you have a growth mindset. Mm. So, I mean, ultimately, it, someone give, which is the teacher give, but the student is the receiver, right? The receiver must have a growth mindset. If he has a fixed mindset, also can't, that I pay teachers who I agree with because mm. we share yeah. the same values. And we're just, right. we're just vibing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Then, okay, just Lord, you just want to feel good yeah, yeah, about your yeah, knowledge, yeah. Ken. But mm. I think we are assuming that everybody is here to evolve and grow. Yeah. That's why then, it's wise and shine. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's, yeah, it's right, wise and shine. You. Uh, You're just plugging and plugging. <laughs> love it. It's good at this. Right? Yeah, yeah, love it. So that's why it's important that, uh, at least I feel that, as long as you have a growth mindset, everybody can teach you something. Mm. Yeah, Even yeah. the wrong teachers will teach you something. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I think like, you can, in positions where you can't choose your teacher, uh-huh. you can choose what you want to learn from them. Mm. And you then talk. everything else just one year in, one year yeah. out. Or just do the opposite law, learn the opposite law. Like I, oh, I see yeah. the teacher flaring up, I'll tell myself, oh, in future, I'll don't do that. That's exactly. also a lesson, right? Exactly. That's why I say ultimately it's about the receiver. Yeah, actually that's a really good point. Instead yeah. of thinking you can't learn, you realize you can learn the exact opposite. We can learn everything. So it what people could learn from this incident is that, okay, so maybe for the teacher, I can understand la, anger management and very triggered, la, natural. But what we can learn is maybe to rein in a bit more or what can we do to not get so triggered if we are in that mm. student position? I think I'll also flare up, yeah. I also think I will. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Well, now we can look at it and like, yeah. what can we do to not flare up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we must be stoic and walk away. Yeah, or to assume that there was always a camera pointing at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. PR. Yeah, yeah my, my issue has never been with the, the reaction between the two uh-huh. the two participants. It's the, it's the narratives that, that came after and then all the management decisions to to shape that narrative it got me very annoyed. Yeah, right? That's why you're shaping so, a new narrative. But, yeah, right? exactly. Yes. Which, is, which is why we also need to question is the mm. media always right? Because everybody's teaching us something, right? So, But if we are discerning, then no one can ever control the narrative. Mm. I can throw the narrative at you, but if I have her critical thinking skills, I'm not a discerning facts and opinion, I'm not lazy mm-hmm. as a thinker and I have growth mindset, then... I'll never be influenced. Well, media always right or not. They want long, long discussion. I'm sure we all got a lot of insights yeah. around this thing. Like how the money flows, like who makes a decision, like all those things. Like, it's a lot, but lot more to discuss. But for people listening to Wise and Shine, you must assume that Wise and Shine is the media is always right. <laughs> oh, this one is the number one salesperson. Hey, <laughs> consistent. Okay, but I think in closing, I want to share uh, one last point that you know, um, a lot of people, they think that, okay, you learn from uh, person A about career, person B about relationship, person mm. C about like, you know, um, whatever, like taking care of your kids or, or whatever. And you believe that by learning from ABC, you become the ABC. Yeah. You know, but the reality is ABC as a person does not exist. Yeah. 
career person A, relationship person B, and a friendship person C does not exist. Until you a, make it exist. Yeah. So in other words, the thing here is you are creating. You are not duplicating. Yeah. So you should not use the mindset and the possibility of duplicating it, you know, and thinking that it will happen because mm-hmm. you are essentially creating a whole new person out of this universe and you must put the, you know, risk and reward potential on this thing um, in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why they say create your line, not duplicate your line. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but it, it is, I mean, I, I wanted to put it out there because I think it's a lot harder than than what people are thinking. They, they feel like, oh, you learn from this person, this person, then you become like this new person that is like good on, on all three fronts. But the reality is that it's not how it works. The very fact that a person can be so good at A, like career, many other parts are a little bit wonky because they put all their <laughs> bandwidth on A. Yeah. Right? And it's a give and take on all of that, right? So at the end of the day, I think our consensus is a uh, teacher is not always right, you know, but there are a few things that you you can do and you should do, which is kind of respect your teacher, you know, be discerning on advice. You know, if you're learning from someone and, you know, they're sharing your expertise, you can just suck it up. And uh, <laughs> eventually you will form your own view, right? Eventually you'll become um, good as you are. Any last things, anybody? No, I didn't know. No, I think you did a great summary. Great, of course, I'm a professional. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So yes, thank you for tuning in to Wise and Shine every Monday on the Financial Coconut Network. I will see you next week. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.